Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hustle. I'm Travis Apple, and I'll be your host of this podcast. After spending my entire career in the sports sales industry, I wanted the opportunity to give back, to give back to those individuals that want to get in this business, or for those individuals that are in this business that want to continue to excel at an elite level. For those of you who know me, hustle has always been important, hence the name. This podcast is presented by General Sports Worldwide and the Clubhouse. GSW is certainly picking up steam in search, recruiting, training, and consulting. The Clubhouse is a career development platform consisting of monthly webinars, in-depth training vault, job board, mentorship platform, blogs, and a focus on mental health. Be sure to sign up for a free membership at theclubhousecareers.com. In addition, thanks for everyone that has supported the book, Hustle Your Way to Success in Sports Sales. For season three, I'm going to have the privilege of sitting down with industry experts to discuss their career path, three key topics that are current in the industry, three hustle hot seat questions, three pieces of advice, all under 24 minutes. Now on to our guests this week. Spending time working on a variety of key premium projects has stories for days. I'm excited to have our next guest share some of those stories. I'm excited to have Megan Baker, Senior Vice President of Invited, previously Club Corp. Megan, welcome to the show. Thanks, Travis. Megan, pleasure to have you. Excited to dive into your illustrious career. And let's start where we kicked it off. You've been part of the Miami Heat, Dallas Cowboys, Brooklyn Nets, Churchill Downs, the New York Islanders, and now Invited. Some of the most premium brands around. What's been your favorite wow moment from some of those experiences? Um, well, clearly that's a loaded question. Uh, <laughs> those are some very iconic brands. Uh, it's a span of 20 years, so there's a lot to it, right? Um we start with the Miami Heat, you know, first job, basically in grad school. I'm there for three years. It's Dwayne Wade, it's Shaq. We win a championship. So, you know, already spoiled. Three three years in, I have a championship ring. Yep. Um, so the wow moments just keep piling up, right? So then I get recruited to go to the Cowboys. I open up a brand new stadium. It's the Dallas Cowboys. That's a whole nother level. Then it's, you know, the Nets coming to Brooklyn. Jay-Z, then you've got Churchill Downs, who doesn't want to go see the Kentucky Derby at least once in their life. Um, and then, of course, UBS Arena. I, I will say, you know what? I want to go back to the UBS Arena. This is a wow moment. So do you remember 2021 NHL playoffs and the Islanders are in it? And one of the first rounds, I can't remember. I think we were playing Boston. I don't remember who we were playing. But the national anthem singer, her mic goes out. And all of a sudden, the crowd just decides. Oh, to they started going in with it. Start singing. Yeah. So all I do of a sudden, that. I'm getting chills. Ah, oh, here it goes. Yeah. So we're sitting there, and you've got New Yorkers at their finest, you know, just being amazing patriots, being Americans, and they all just start singing. And like, I'm literally getting chills right now. But that's exactly what happened. Like that was a wild moment. They're just like, I will never forget yeah. that moment. NHL playoffs. Everyone singing. You're coming out of COVID. It's like the first time we were all in an arena together, like those moments, just unbelievable. So I could go on for days. We don't have enough time in this podcast for that, but. And you talk about just the experiences. That's awesome. And so you're going back completely to the beginning. You're growing up in Texas. You go on to attend the university of Tulsa for your undergrad, then Florida Atlantic university for your master's, which obviously, as you mentioned, got you into the heat. Thinking back then, what did you you think your career path was going to look like? (laughs) I had, no idea what I was doing. Um, you know, when I was in high school, I think I wouldn't be an FBI agent. You know, that was clearly where I ended up in life, right? Yeah. Um, no, I uh Tulsa was 
fabulous school. They gave me a academic scholarship, cheerleading scholarship. I somehow ended up there to this day. I don't know how I ended up there, but I ended up there quickly realized Oklahoma may or may not be the best place for me to live. So I uh, quickly got to Miami after that uh, for grad school when I still didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, but th- I think the best thing that came out of grad school was we were required to have an internship. And mine just happened to be with Miami Heat and it happened to be in the sales department. And then my life completely changed after that. Continue to go. Well, early on in your career, you have the ability to not only sell for the Miami Heat and then to the new stadium project with the Dallas Cowboys. And so as you think back to your time then, what were some key learnings that you still apply to your day to day? Of course. Yeah. Um, You know, I think the main thing is just being human. Like number one, treating people the way that they want to be treated like a good human. And that can apply in your sales capacity. You know, that's if if you're just selling, if you're in a leadership role, uh, your, your stakeholders, your key stakeholders within the organization, people just want to be treated like a human. And early on in my career, I realized that like, there's no reason to be ridiculous and you're not better than anybody you know you're just just doing your thing like everyone if if you can sit there and treat people the way they want to be treated and be a human you're going to go so much further and just you know kind of go back into the the selling side of it who wants to be sold like think about all the times you've gone into any place and bought anything when you're having an enjoyable experience when you're just chatting it up having fun laughing it should be that way Yep. And and truly, you know, from a selling capacity, that's how I structure most of my deals. Like I've been very fortunate to sell, you know, hospitality and fun. And and even when I was selling insurance, we should be having fun doing this. Why does it have to be so by the book? And right. really, like, get all that out of there. So Bring just your personality human. out. Yeah, like, just, I mean, come on, let's have fun with this. There's just no reason to not be having fun and being human about it. And then my second thing is listening. People do not listen, mm-hmm. flat out, do not listen. And if you will take the time to listen to whomever it is, whether you're selling somebody, whether you're working somebody with another department, whatever, if you will actually listen when you ask them questions, they're going to tell you all the answers. Yep. They're going to give you everything you need in life to get what you need out of that situation. And people just don't listen. They'll ask the question, then they're constantly thinking of what's the next thing that they're going to say, and they've missed the boat. Yep. So if, if people yeah. will just treat people the way they need to be treated and then listen, it goes a long so, way. So easy. <laughs> and I think it's such great advice, right? On the first end, it's like, you know, people hate to be sold to, but they love to buy. And so how do you yeah. build that true common relationship? And we're selling emotion, not logic. And, you know, the okay. second one is you have two ears and one mouth for a reason. You should do twice as much listening as you do talking. And so, Megan, on your end, from a premium and that kind of that iconic brand, you go from the Heat to the Cowboys, then to Barclays Center, then to Churchill Downs. And, and in those stops, you were leading that premium team. What were some of the key initiatives that you and your team focused on while selling such high-end and high-level and high-priced products? Sure. Um, anytime you're in a premium market or, or trying to do something with a premium kick or just really anything, if you can be thoughtful about the situation, you've got it, right? So you go in, you say, okay, what, what are we doing? How are we doing this differently? You know, take the New York market for an example. I've sold there twice. There's nine different professional sports teams. They have, you know, it, they could go to any one of those. So what are you doing differently to set yourself apart? You know, the, the the Nets, for example, back in the day, coming from Brooklyn, you know, they're not the Knicks. You, you, you don't have that to rely on. So what are you doing to make somebody, even in their financial district, 
to get on the subway, to go underneath, to cross a bridge, to get you go over the other side. What are you doing differently to set yourself apart? What access are you giving them? How are you being thoughtful? Um, you know, the, all of those things add up in the premium side. And if you're not thinking differently and you're just selling the same ticket the way everybody else is selling the same ticket, right? it's just not going to work out. Yep, absolutely. Well, Megan, post those and some of those premium experiences, you take the detour kind of out of the sports world. For six years, you own and operate your own insurance agency and, and own and operating your own business is a lot of work to say the least. And I know you have stories for days on that, but what's one piece of advice for you have for those listeners that there's a lot of us that are thinking, hey, I want to start my own business one day. Well, there's a couple of things there. Um, you know, from the insurance perspective versus, you know, selling in sports, for me, it's, you know, going from selling something that literally nobody needs. Nobody needs a suite. Nobody needs season tickets. No, nobody needs any of those. Those are nice to have, right? Um, to then going to something everyone was legally required to have, right? Like You have to have auto insurance if you want to drive your car, right? So um, that was an interesting shift for me. Um, I love doing both sides of it. I love kind of figuring it out, whatever. Um, but why I, why I actually did it is I wanted to control my life. I wanted to be my own boss. I was in a situation where I had done a few projects with legends. I had moved around the country a whole bunch. And it was like, no, I, I want to actually do something myself. I want to be in control here. I want, I want to lead. I want to I go. And um, you're going to find out real quick how much grit you have in life. Um, when you start from scratch and when you have no other support and you've got nothing else going for you and you're like, here's my idea and here's what I'm going to do. And there's, you know, financially there's, there, it's nothing like you, I didn't walk into, I didn't go buy a book of business. I had nothing. So right. I had to figure out everything about a brand new industry, a brand new way of, you know, selling you know, this whole big thing. Um, and I had to figure it out and, and get good. And you know, I would say for anybody that's, you know, wanting to go down that path or looking to do something on their own. And Travis, you know, this just as well yep. as you've started your own company um, do it. Yep. Why not? Take the yeah, risk. It's gonna, it, there's, there's absolutely going to be risk to it. And you're going to find out really quick what kind of grit you have yep. and where can you do it? Sure. And get out there and go. Like It's, it's an unbelievable feeling, but I will tell you this, the very best part of starting a company, running it, is selling it <laughs> <laughs> six and a half years later i i built this you know baby i put all my energy and my sweat my tears into this thing and when i got approached about selling it, it's like oh, you're not yeah so not everyone sells them that's great whatever but like man that is there is no other feeling in the world when you can sell something that you built from build up yeah, absolutely. And to your point, you, you go on to sell the business and that gets you back into sports. You go back to New York again for your second time. And this time with the Islanders opening that brand new UBS arena. So as you think back to that opening the arena, what was the most memorable moment that stood out when going through not only the building, but then the ultimate launch of it? Sure. So that was an interesting one, right? Because I started that project in October of 2019. Uh, you coming into New York. You know, six months later, COVID hits. You're in the heart of COVID in New York City. Absolutely wild time to be there. Um, you know, 
I have a special place in my heart for New York. I lived in New York during 9-11. I lived there in New York during Sandy, the last time I did a project there. Now I'm back with COVID and you truly see what kind of humans um, the New Yorkers are. Unbelievable. It's just, yeah. I mean, crazy, crazy, crazy time to be there, to say the least. But it um, it was incredible. It, you know, even seeing it pre-pandemic, during the pandemic, post-pandemic, and trying to sit there and figure out how to sell this, what to do. Like we're in in the heart of this mess, and so uh, the team that I worked with, just incredible. You know what 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 we accomplished during that time. It would have been a, it should have been a two year project, it ended up being two and a half years. Um, the folks we worked with at the New York Islanders, absolutely great organization. OVG, uh, OVG Group, who built the arena, yep. incredible people, just unbelievable vision. Uh, Scott Malkin, the owner of the Islanders what he did and the vision he had with creating this arena was unbelievable. You know, I've, I've been around arenas my whole life stadiums. I've you know seen Cowboy stadium, which is absolutely unbelievable building. And I literally, I was so prideful in selling that building because of um, what they did. I mean, it was incredible. And if you haven't seen that building in action, do yourself a favor and go. Yeah. They changed it. Like they changed the world. Like, what we're doing now in arenas is different because of what they did there. And it's, it's a stunning building. Uh, Scott's design team was just incredible and just thoughtful. And just, you know, why is a door going in versus out? I mean, just that level of details. No, granular is, details. Oh, un- unbelievable. So it was fun. It was crazy. It was wild. It was emotional. It was all the things that you would think of, you know, and during COVID and, and we still found a way to sell it, which was a whole nother level. And, mm-hmm. Um, and especially in that crowded market on Long Island, right. you know, convincing people to go out there. I mean, it's the whole thing. It, it was a it was a crazy experience, but definitely one I will never forget. Can imagine. Well, and then just over nine months ago, you invited jo- you know, in, joined invited uh, formerly mm-hmm. Club Corp, and you know we've had David Pillsbury and Peter Ken on Fifty Two Weeks of Hustle and, and talking about it. And we're certainly going to dive more into Invited, but. As you started off with Invited, you took the opportunity to do quite the traveling roadshow, and I was certainly fortunate to be alongside with you on on many of those visits. Why was it important for you to go in and make sure each and every club was focused on being the best and meeting all of those key stakeholders in the team in each of those markets across the country? Yeah, uh, great, great question. So in Invited, we really are building something special. Um, I, I can't even begin to tell you how excited and jazzed I am to be a part of this family. Huge organization. We've got a lot of stuff going on, and I'm sure we'll we'll dive into kind of uh, what Invited really is. But you know, it's it's a, an incredible group of people, and and it's a huge situation that we're just coming in and really trying to make some good, thoughtful changes with how this organization has been run previously. And you know, even Invited the name. You know, we were Club Corp for forever, and. Uh, if you don't know that story, it's a great story. Look it up. It's amazing why we have invited and you know where we're going with that name. But then just from leadership down, everyone's making the correct cultural changes to make sure that we're doing all the right things. So, um, you know, part of me coming in, I started in March and we've got, you know, 200 clubs. We've got and every club is very nuanced and very different. And we've got people all over the country. And, you know, I, I want to see I'm a very visual person. I want to see what's going on. I want to hear from the folks. I want to see what they're doing their day to day. You know, part of that uh, road show, quote unquote, was obviously sales training with Travis, and it was unbelievable. You know, just being able to to give our sellers the tools that they need, the learning. You know, the the constant change of 
hey, people like to be sold differently. You know, how we were selling 10 years ago is not how we're selling today. Making sure, you know, we're current and making sure that we are keeping up with times. And, you know, I, I always joke about when I was with the Cowboys, we weren't really emailing people. It was all call, call, call. And then we started emailing people. And we're like, oh, can we yeah. email people? And it's like, now yeah. you, you only email people. And now it's like, what can we text message people? Or can we be reaching out on social media? And now, so as things continue and technology continues to change, you know, being able to make sure that we're providing the training for our sellers and making sure, you know, some of our sellers are amazing. Some of these folks have been with our clubs for 20, 30 years. And so it's making sure that we're giving them the proper tools to be successful and do their jobs the way they need to do their jobs. And so for me, getting out there, seeing all the clubs, talking to the folks for as many as we could, uh, that was super important. I want to know what's going on. I, you know, I want to see and hear me sitting in Dallas does nothing for the group that's in New York or in California or whatever. If I don't know what's going on with your club or, or going on, you know, what you're dealing with there. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Again, we're here on 52 Weeks of Hustle. The guest today, Megan Baker, Senior Vice President of Invited. And so, Megan, we can certainly talk about your career for hours, but let's get into you know kind of the three hot topics for 52 Weeks of Hustle. And question one, you just mentioned Invited, over 220 clubs, about 160 plus owned and operated golf and country clubs, you know, with golf courses, a thousand tennis and, and pickleball courts, 30 plus city clubs you know, kind of breaching the nine, 10 stadium clubs, some big shot locations all across the country. You just mentioned you're based in Dallas, you you're on the road a lot, but what's your advice on being able to manage so many people, so many properties when you are in the same market? Simple communication, communication. If you, I mean, literally, and I can't say that enough communication, you're nothing without proper communication. And that's whether you're dealing with, you know, the key stakeholders, the other divisions, if I'm working with marketing, if I'm working with IT, whatever it is, um, you, you, you got to communicate and you've got to be a good communicator. You know, Peter, uh, you know, my leader, you alluded to earlier, um, we're making sure that we're instilling that with everybody. We're, we're not in silos. We are, you know, for us to be successful in the sales department, we've got to make sure that we're ticking time with marketing, with everything else, with all the other tools that we've got going on and collectively we're working together. But then on the other side of it, we I've got to be communicating to all of you know my folks, all my sales, you know, regionals that are all over the country, and that they're, you know, those guys have huge markets and they have anywhere from 10 to 20 clubs that they're overseeing, and they've got to be able to communicate uh, with all their sellers that are all over the place too. So 
you know, luckily technology teams, you know, Zoom, all that helps, uh, but there's nothing like face-to-face. There's absolutely nothing like it. And, you know, as you know, Travis, in August, we brought, um, I have 18 regionals. We all came into Dallas uh, for a sales summit and it was incredible the amount of work and ideas and thought sharing um, that we did in two days just by being face-to-face and all together and communicating. Uh, You can't replace that in-person you know, face-to-face, whether it's a sales meeting, whether it's a, you know, leadership meeting, whether it's, you know, one-on-one with your seller, when you can sit there and see it face-to-face, there is nothing better. Um, so that communication absolutely just is is most important. And, um, you know, especially, you know, post-COVID, we could all use less screens and definitely right. more person everything. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Well, question two, data and analytics is so key in our business and industry and invited to certainly invest in that as well. And you've even helped in, you know, with the analytics team build out a predictive analytics platform to help understand our members likely to stay or leave as part of all these clubs. Why do you feel like data and insights are so important to run a scalable and sustainable business? Numbers don't lie. Yep. They don't lie. They're you know, there's a little bit of science. There's a little bit of art, you know, we used to say, oh, we're going to go off our gut. And, but now we have the tools and generally, you know, our analytics team's amazing. Uh, we've got a great, you know, set of pricing optimization folks. We've got a great data and analytics team and we're all, you know, working together to make sure it's like, Hey, we're going to provide our sellers and our leaders and, you know, up and down everybody with here's all the tool, here's what's going on. Here's exactly what the numbers are saying. You know, we're, right in the midst of budgeting right now, which is always a fun time for everybody, but we have all the data now. So we're going in and saying, hey, this is not some random arbitrary number. Here are the facts. Here's what we did each month. Here's the number of events we did. Here's what it cost. Here, da, da, da. You go through all of those things um, and have the data and analytics team up there saying, hey guys, this is what you're doing. This is what's happened over the last you know, 12 months trailing. Here's the last 60 days. Here's what you did this time last year. All of those things, just make us smarter and we can make educated quicker decisions so now we're going hey this isn't working we've got to adjust now not a year from now not six months from now we can make those adjustments on the fly because we can see what's going on and just having that those reports um and 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 really the analytics to say okay this is working this isn't working let's adjust where did we go too far too fast what are we doing here how can we make this a better situation it i I can't say enough great things about analytics and if it wasn't for them, I mean, we're, we're out here just, oh, yeah, feels right. like this today. Yeah, pie in the sky. Exactly. Yeah, to your point, numbers don't lie, you know, and use them to your advantage. And, and finally, Megan, question three, invited is very premium from all of the different clubs and aspects. And as you've been around premium your entire career and now immersing yourself with many of the who's who in each of these communities that your clubs are a part of, what are some key characteristics that stand out in some of those most successful and top executives? Yeah. Um, as cliche as this going to sound, it's the folks that roll up their sleeves, get their hands dirty, listen to the, you know, who they're dealing with, what they're talking about. Um, you know, they, they treat the people within the company with respect. Uh, they're always listening. They're immersing themselves. They break bread together. Um, you're approachable. You go on sales calls with your leaders and your sales or, you know, your sales folks. Um, you know, just and again, I'll tie it all back together. Down to earth and being human, um, you, you're just going to get so much further in life. I've I've been very fortunate to be around a lot of interesting owners of sports teams and CEOs that we've done deals with, and 
you know, the, the folks that get the most out of their company are the ones that are tied in and understand what's going on. They're not too good. They, uh, you know, if you've never been on a sales call with Jerry Jones, do yourself a favor. I hope you get to see that someday in your life. It's unbelievable. Um, and, and it's, it's those folks that they, they get behind their product, they get behind their company. They're willing to make the phone calls. They're willing to, you know, get their hands dirty. It's going to make the biggest impact in your company for sure. Megan, this has been great. Such a great career. Fun to hear about your journey. And so to close it out, I'd like to put our guests on the hustle hot seat. So you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. If you had a boat, what would you name it? I wouldn't have a boat. Um, (laughs) I wouldn't have a boat. And the reason why is I don't want to be tied to one body of water. There's entirely too much world out there. So I'm going to refuse to name one. (laughs) So that's the beauty of being a part of a boat club. (laughs) <laughs> little tag for freedom boat club yeah, exactly <laughs> if a movie was i'm gonna have to get them to sponsor it there if a movie go. was made about your life who would you want to play you so that's a funny question um literally have no idea i don't really get into famous people so my cop-out answer is definitely my sister uh it would be an honor because she's a badass all right nice what's the last thing you completed on your bucket list Definitely don't have a list. Uh, I'm a doer. I'm an adventurer. I'm definitely probably one of the most spontaneous people you will ever meet. Uh, If you called me same day booking of a flight, let's go. I think Uh, we've had those conversations. (laughs) I've been known to book a flight on the way to the airport. I've literally booked uh, a two-week trip to Italy the day before I left. Um, So really, you know, I don't have a quote unquote list, but it's anywhere I've never been before is my favorite new place to go. Awesome. Well, to close it out, Megan, what are three key takeaways you'd give every listener to be in your shoes one day? Ah, simple. So as my mom would say, keep your head down and only worry about you. Keep focused. As my dad would say, fight and fair. And then what I generally do in life is take the road less traveled. Nice. I love it. Well, Megan, thank you so much. Always a pleasure talking to you. I certainly appreciate your time, expertise, and our friendship. Been an honor to be here. Again, this is Travis Apple. Thank you for listening to 52 Weeks of Hustle. Please be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We'll be back next week with another industry leader. Have a great week. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.